Hey ladies, welcome to the Core 4 Momentum podcast, empowering women in pelvic health. In this podcast, we will uncover all aspects of women's health and pelvic health. This podcast is hosted by the Core 4 team, a strong group of pelvic health physical therapy experts who are passionate about advocating for women's health and changing the world one pelvis at a time. Stay tuned to the end of this episode to find out how to join our free private Facebook group of empowered women. If you join, you will have access to free pelvic health education and you will become part of a strong community of ladies. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Core 4 Momentum Podcast, the Black Girl Magic Edition. Today, I have the honor of introducing and talking to Dr. Ijoma. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm good. (laughs) Dr. Ijoma is a pelvic PT. She's a sexuality counselor, and she is right in McKinney, Texas. Um, That's about an hour north of Dallas. Am I right? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about you and what you do. So yeah, Dr. Ujama here. Um, also Dr. Pelvi Bella on um, Instagram, if you follow me. So yes, I'm in McKinney, Texas. That's about like an hour north of um, Dallas. And I treat pelvic floor dysfunctions, all pelvic floor dysfunctions, both male and female. And I um, specialize in postpartum health, sexuality health, things like that. And I'm also recently just became a sex counselor um, through the University of Michigan, where I work on like, I just want to take my treatments to the next level where I see a lot of people that have like trauma um, in the past, pain with intercourse, um, everything you can think of that is all related to sexuality. So being able to help see them through that mental health component, I find that like treatments are so much better right because they're both hand in hand right so and I also um, specialize in oncology where I treat a lot of um, gynecological cancer related dysfunctions and also breast cancer dysfunctions and also male like prostate issues things like that so like treating like lymphedema scar tissue range of motion anything you can think of I most likely treat it so (laughs) I can go from there impressed you do so much we on episode I think it was episode 20 um I got to interview a PT Dr. Bork and she works at like a um, counseling center so she works like alongside like sex therapists um and sex counselors but Mm -hmm. for you to be a PT and you actually have the skills to do both because it is so true that it's so related and you can you know help the physical but if there's like a mental block it it affects the physical exactly exactly because I wanted to do more trauma informed physical therapy and just like not even just trauma like I also see like childbirth right that's a whole nother thing especially if it's your first time that's like a mini trauma that No one prepares you for like, you can read all the books, you're never really prepared, but also talking about like the things they, which I guess we'll talk about like the things you don't know afterwards that has to do with sexuality and all those things like that. And like, why do I feel so strange and weird? Isn't this supposed to be the best moment of my life? (laughs) So yeah. Yeah. 
like on the TV shows and the movies. Exactly. Like I have this baby. It's amazing. It is like, okay, what next? Yeah, right now, because a lot of, because people, I have a friend who recently had a baby and everything that you can think of that you're, people say you're supposed to do, she did it. Like the birth plan, all the books, the doula, mm-hmm. everything that she could have possibly done. But even still, you know, birth was traumatic for her, you know, and yeah. Um, and I don't even think she has really processed the trauma of it all because it was because it was recent. And um, yeah, yeah, it, it's more than, you know, what we what it, it looks like on TV. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Absolutely, absolutely. What do you since you're like a physical therapist, a pelvic PT and all the other things, what what's mm-hmm. the benefit of having somebody like you on a birth team? Oh, it's a huge benefit because like, it's only like, I love a birth team that consists of a gynecologist or a midwife. And then also a doula. Cause it's like, everybody's advocating for you. Then you add pelvic PT where we're making sure like your posture is great. Your positioning is great. Um, like if you're having pelvic girdle issues, sciatic issues, even if you're having like carpal tunnel, things that you can do with the musculoskeletal to help out get along, preparing the vaginal canal or like the perineum where um, a lot of times we tear, right? So learning how to do that, positioning with that, breathing and learning how to use your core because the stronger you are, research has shown that the better deli- delivery you will have too as well. And recovery is even better too. And then after all that, having the baby coming in to see a pelvic therapist right away you don't necessarily have to wait to six to eight weeks you can see a a certified pelvic therapist where we can just make sure like we're on the right track of like getting those muscles activated if they should be activated right away because you know everybody's individualized Mm -hmm. checking to see the if you have a dias uh, stasis recti here uh, making sure like we can work on the core to get that together because the sooner you start the better your recovery so it's very important and very beneficial to have a pelvic pt on your team so would you say any mom would benefit from pelvic PT? Any mom, any mom. And then I, I believe like the pelvic PT and all PTs shouldn't just have PTs uh, have patients, right? Just to have patients. Like I'm really honest with patients. Like, hey, you actually look like you're doing good. Here's a one or two things to keep with. And you feel like something is coming on, come on back in. Like it's not a business just for money. It's actually to make you better, right? Absolutely. And that's yeah. what I want um, women to think about as you're listening to this, like seeing a pelvic PT, it may be 20 visits. It may be one visit if mm-hmm. that's like me, but you mm-hmm. have to at least go in for the one to see what it is that you need and to be assessed by a professional. Cause sometimes you feel fine, but they can find deficits that you can work on to prevent chronic things from developing in the future. Exactly. And then a lot of times you don't realize certain things are related, like, especially a lot, a lot of the postpartum moms, it's like, but I still have this constipation, but it was like worse before baby, but now after baby's even worse. It's like, okay, then we also work with that, like making sure like bodily functions are working correctly too, as well. And, um, cause I have a lot of patients that come in for like prehab, like, Hey, I just want to make sure my pelvic floor is good before I have a baby. I have no issues, but I just want to make sure it's good. And it's like, Okay, I ask more questions like, yeah, I have chronic constipation. Yeah, sometimes I have urgency. It's like, let's back up. <laughs> there's there's other things going on here, <laughs> right? Yeah, but they wouldn't have known that if they didn't go to see you because exactly. a lot of people, um, 
they see physical therapy and they think like, oh, I only need to go to a physical therapist if I'm in pain or if there's like an apparent injury. And that's not the case. I love that you do prehab and like preventative Mm -hmm. care because we as a profession, we need to do better with doing that. So people know that we do those things. Exactly. Because research shows prehab helps recovery, right? So yeah. With any surgery or event, you know. Any surgery or event, yep. Yeah. And childbirth is definitely an event. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think are some like common misconceptions or just miseducation in like the Black community, specifically surrounding childbirth and postpartum and pregnancy and all of those things? Yeah. I think the most common thing I hear is like, pain is normal. Oh, having, uh, being pregnant is supposed to hurt. And it's like, no, it's not. Okay. Cause our body is so amazing. Like our body prepares for things. Right. And I always say like, if you're having pain, that's your body telling you that there's a dysfunction going on. So get it checked out and not feeling like, and all of the misconceptions, like there is always someone that you can get to advocate for you somehow, like getting a doula. Also, that's another misconception. Doulas are not that expensive. They're not the big luxury of the, I guess, the other half, right? It's like something that is readily available for you. There's plenty of Black doulas. There's plenty of all types of doulas that you can reach out to to as well to be that support team for you and help you throughout the process. So I would say one thing is like the pain, like, pain is not normal. Go get, go check it out and make sure everything's okay. And if someone's not going to listen to you, your OB or a PT, anybody else, find someone else that will hear you get it checked out. And then mm-hmm. also get a great team. Doulas are not that expensive. They're not some type of luxury care kind of thing. They're really important to your plan of care too, as well. Yeah, for sure. And a lot of doulas actually have like payment plans. So if you go to the website and it's like the big number that you can't pay out of pocket altogether if mm-hmm. you take that doula most of them like work with people exactly and it's personable right like that's your doula right it's not like you're sharing like you know we all see medical providers all the time like we see multiple people but this is like your doula throughout the whole process you know what I mean so I think that's the misconception because a lot of times when I bring that up to some of my patients that I think will benefit from a doula, especially if they don't feel like they're being heard, which, you know, is a big thing with our community too, as well. Like they start to think, no, that's like what other people do. I don't have that kind of money. It's like, oh no, look at this thing. Like there's payment plans, not saying like uh, doulas are cheap now. I'm not saying that because everybody does great jobs with that, but it's like, but it is, it's, you do have access to this service too, as well. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because, um, I do agree that there's a misconception or in the black community, people feel like, oh, you're doing too much. Like Mm -hmm. you're trying to do more than the normal, right? If you're seeing more than just your OB, if you're going to your pelvic PT or you have a doula, people are like, oh, you're kind of being extra. You don't need all of that. And we, my mom, you know, your mama might say, I didn't have all of that when I had you. Exactly. (laughs) But it doesn't have to be that way. You know, we we don't have to be. Yeah. Oh, one more thing that I would say is a misconception is vaginal versus cesarean, where mm-hmm. I have a lot of patients, especially in our community, that say, well, I opt for a cesarean because I want to make sure my thing stays tight. And it's like, oh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and it's that's like, true. 
it's so true and it's like no like and then it's like well did they see me after I had a c-section but like I, I'm having incontinence I having this I have a weakness it feels like a ball is down there I'm like yeah where did you think the baby was sitting on for almost 10 months right there <laughs> right there on your yeah. pelvic floor and even when you're about to start having a baby and say like even if the c-section is planned you're, you go into contra contractions your vagina your pelvic floor everything is still contracting to do the baby in the normal way which is what is meant to like go down the vaginal canal however you do have a c-section it still went through all of that all of to that. have the baby all yeah. those phases so yeah it's that that's a big aha it's like yes you're not saving your poom poms okay so it's like pregnancy in general you will have some vaginal changes and that is mm -hmm. okay and if you mm -hmm. go see somebody like Dr. Ijoma, then you can get the recovery to those muscles, you know, that you need. But yes, yes, are serious. And that's not something you want to opt to. And you sh and your doctor shouldn't let you opt into a C-section. Just because. yeah, you'll be surprised more and more. I'm hearing that. Like, I hope I have a C-section. I want to have a C-section because I don't want um, to mess up down there. And it's like, oh no, sis, let's talk about this. <laughs> yeah. let's talk. And like you mentioned earlier about how um, a lot of times people don't connect the dots. Like when they come mm -hmm. to prehab and stuff, a lot of times people who have had C-sections who down the line may have, I don't know, back pain or other like types of dysfunctions, they don't connect the dots to, you know, that surgery, because C-sections are very, it's a serious surgery. It is a serious surgery. I, I don't know if you ever see some of those videos or like how they cut through each layer, how mm -hmm. sometimes um, the C-section scar can be scarred down, things like that. It is a serious surgery, just like having a child is also a serious, a serious event, you mm -hmm. know, too. So like, I would say like always weigh out the options and get educated on everything before you make a decision. Because either way, <laughs> the thing is going to be affected. <laughs> yes, for sure. For sure. And what's something, well, let's talk about you because I know that in addition to you being such a great clinician um, and just doing all these things for your patients, you're also a mom. Yes, I am. I am a mom to two boys. I have a six and a three-year-old and man, like I love it. I love motherhood and everything, but I'm not going to lie. Pregnancy. Well, for the first one, it was, I, I wouldn't say tough, but I was more so like unknown about everything. Cause it's like my mom, my, I'm the oldest of five. So I watched my mom have my younger siblings. I'm like, Oh she that was a piece of cake. So I can, I got this. And it's like, why does my back hurt? Why can't I walk up the stairs without <laughs> like, like without peeing on myself, you know, like that. Or like even after having him, like, and at the time I, I, yes, I was a pelvic PT too as well, but I remember in the room being in the uh, position to have him the nurse lady told me, okay, now what I need you to do is inhale, hold, hold your breath and push. It's like, hold your breath. And I knew in my head that you shouldn't do that, but it's like, you're, it's my first. I was like, okay. Right. And I just pushed. Yeah, and you're then, in the moment. In the moment. Right. And my husband like almost passed out from having babies, you know, <laughs> it, was, it was a lot, but then 
like, I remember going back and I tore, I had a grade two tear with the first one. And then I get, remember going through my head, like I prepared everything, I did everything. And I was like, oh man, I held my breath because like, you know, in that moment you're told and it's just like, I know better, but I was just like, just do it, right? Mm-hmm. And then after that, like um, I had the tear healed up pretty good, knew what to do. And I, I worked on myself as far as like recovery and continence with society after like a couple of weeks, things like that, which the recovery is real. I'll tell you that it's real. And then you also have this new human that you're taking care of while you're trying to heal too as well. So that was tough. But the second one, I knew what to do. I was ready. I'm like, I'm not holding my breath. I know what to do. I know what I, <laughs> I know what position I want to be in. I know what works for me. And I did not tear or anything like that. I, the PT came into the building at that, <laughs> that moment. Like the experienced person with that had a kid came into the building. I knew to like inhale and push at the same time. And that helps tremendously. No tear, no nothing. And pretty, pretty uneventful delivery pretty good yeah 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 that is so true because sometimes even when you do know when it's your if it's your first baby I can only I'm not a mom but I can Mm -hmm. only imagine how like anxious I would be and just like in the room trying you ready to you know have your baby you ready to see your baby earth side so it's like you telling me to inhale I'll inhale if that means I get my baby you know exactly exactly And I, that's why I wish the first one I did, because I was one of those that thought like, oh, I can never for a doula. That just sounds like too much. So extra, like my mommy do that. Why do I have to do that? And it's like, I wish I did, because that person would have been there to tell me, hey, no, don't do that. Right. Or like, I wish I listened to my PT brain, like after like did prehab, things like that. Because, you know, you know, us clinicians, we can be the worst patients ourselves. I know. Worst patient. (laughs) So I wish like I did do prehab, like with a colleague and things like that. And remember like, Hey, you know, individualize, do not hold your breath, do your thing. You know what you're doing. That's obviously like counsel out that noise there, you know? So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Which is why having all these people part of your team is so important. It is so important. It's so important. We can, because I think that there is this huge like stigma in the black community that like black women can do it all. Mm. Like we can do it all, but truly when it comes down to like labor and delivery, we are, we need help. (laughs) We, cause what we're doing and what we should be focusing on is delivering the baby, but all, all of the other moving parts, if you have a doula or like a loved one who knows you and cares about you, they can advocate you as well, advocate for you as well. Like you need those people on your team and to be present to like uplift you in those moments, because in that moment, truly, you just cannot do it or you should not do it on your own. Yeah, you shouldn't have to because like it's not even could you just shouldn't because like with us, you know you know, um, black women, you're always seen as like, oh, the super woman's strong, you're this aggressive, stuff like that. And it's like, no, 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 no. It's okay to ha- ask for help. It's okay to be vulnerable. And it's okay to uh, accept the help too, as well. And one other thing that you said, like about the supportive partner too, as well, like what I did the second time around was start trying to educate my husband about things that I do with patients and also myself. So that if you see me holding my breath or like I said I want to be in a certain position like laying on my left side to avoid more tears stuff like that and you see me doing the opposite check in with me 
and asked me like, hey, is this really something you want to do? Because you you had said before, (laughs) you know, like this is what we were going to do and this is what you wanted to try to do and things like that. So that was helpful too with him in the room too as my husband in the room and letting him know like what I'm working on. Even when I was telling him about like perineum massage, why I'm doing this to work on stretching. And that's what I also do as a pelvic PT is like tell people to bring in your partner. Like let's teach them how to do the... um, teach your partner how to do the pelvic um, pelvic floor um, perineal massage on you, seeing what we're looking for that stretch. Let's talk about positionings. Like if certain things are happening in the room, as far as like baby's not coming down, um, what kind of positions will help, what kind of pressure on the spine can help, things like that to help get the baby along. Like when you're in labor, what are great positions to help alleviate some of, I'm not saying labor is going to go away, but alleviate some of it in positions, right? Like sitting on a ball, leaning forward, being on all fours, putting some pressure on the back while you're doing that. And that's why it's very important. Like I said, that team where and good to have a pelvic PT because then you guys can work together to build up this program for you that's individualized. That's so good. That's so good. And I hope someone who is listening, who is doing all the things, right? Reading the books, listening to the podcast about Mm -hmm. motherhood that you have like your partner listening as well and reading as well. If you buy one book, buy another copy girl and (laughs) read with you because truly, I mean, that helps because in the Mm -hmm. moment you cannot remember all of these things. Like I said, I wanted to do this. I wanted my birth plan to be like that. You can't, you cannot do everything when you're actively delivering this baby, but they can because what else are they doing? So, Well, it was very important to me to develop a birth plan prior to giving birth to both of my kids. I know the importance of that where you just want everybody on the same page <clears throat> and to understand what are your expectations with delivery. I wish looking back, I do wish I had a doula that handled all these moving parts, but you know, I did it myself and you live and you learn, right? And I handed the my birthing plan to all the nurses, my um nurse practitioner midwife was so amazing. She asked me questions. If anything should change for the plan, she lets me know. And that was really great to understand that feel like I was being heard and understood. Um, I did have a little mishap with my first child. Well, actually my second, I'm sorry, with my second where um, about like six to seven months pregnant, I was experiencing some breakthrough bleeding because I have a history of a compromised cervix. And Um, I remember going to uh, my original OBGYN where um, he basically told me it was all in my head and I was having pain and bleeding and that wasn't good enough for me that it wasn't all in my head. And then a friend of mine recommended this nurse practitioner midwife that I was seeing, I started to see and she did some more testing and found that my cervix was compromising and there was some bleeding there. And it was just like, it was, I didn't have to do anything extra, but it was good to feel like I was being heard and that she did see that. And then we just took extra precautions to keep more observation of me throughout the pregnancy. So that was really nice. I think it's so important for women to develop their birthing plan. I think it's so important for women to take advantage of doulas and um, all the aspects of all the resources that are out there for you. Because you want to feel heard, you want to feel um, that it's about you, right? You're delivering this baby. So all that is important. So you said that this was your second pregnancy around six months. You got a new provider. Yes. 
Yeah, and it was the best decision I made because I felt her with the next one. And 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 although she wasn't a black provider, but she was awesome. She was she heard what I had to say. She actually looked into it and ended up that I did have an issue with my service. Got that treated and taken care of, and had my son at to term, just like how anybody else would have a child. But I keep thinking about like if I didn't take that initiative sometimes, because a lot of times we tell ourselves we psych ourselves out like okay, maybe I'm just doing too much or like, let me just stick with this provider or I don't want to go through the headache of finding someone else. No, it's just like advocate for yourself. Like I just knew I was like, something is off. Like it doesn't feel good. And mm-hmm. like I, it, and I went to go say, Hey, you know what? Let me look at this other provider. And I went to her and was amazing. And then I, I even say, like I say, if she didn't listen to me, I would have went to somebody else. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. don't be afraid to change things up. You can and uh, like that's other misconception. You don't have to stay with the same OB if you're not happy. You can find another person. That's so good. That's so good because a lot of people would tell you, "Oh, girl, you're six months. You got to stick it through. You got to stay with that provider." But if any provider tells you it's six months and you're bleeding and it's like bright red blood and it's six months, that needs to be investigated. That is not in your head, and you definitely should. Exactly. It was like, it's in your head or um, it's not a big deal. It's not, and I, and I, I just said, you know what, I think I want to go and just check and I, and I don't do the back and forth. I just said, okay. And I just told myself later on, like, no, something's off. I, I need to go see someone else and see what's going on with this issue. Yeah. And that's good. And I'm glad you pointed out that, you know, the second provider that you went to see, happened to not be a black provider, but she gave you good care. So, because that's what it's really about. It is sometimes it is a plus if your provider is also black and gives you quality care, you know, and they can relate to you on like a cultural level. But if they happen not to be, but if they listen to you and you get the care that you need, that's who you want to go to. Yeah. And then my thing is just, it just should be like that anyway. <laughs> it just should be like that anyway, no matter the race. It should just be like that. <laughs> but that's, it is, and that's why we're here, right? That's exactly that is why we're here. I'm I'm happy that you advocated for yourself and you went to someone else and you know got your like cervical issues, you know, at bay because for the first provider, it doesn't take that much to investigate for further when someone says that they're bleeding six months into pregnancy. Yeah. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> what? Uh, I guess, what advice would you give a first-time mom, and this could be as a pelvic PT or as a mom, um, that's listening today? I would say hang in there. That's all it's hanging there. And it just take each day at a time. Like I know on social media, TV, society likes to paint all this. Like we're super moms. I can get my kids dressed. I can work out. I got the snap back. I did this. I didn't know. Just take it one day at a time. It's not real. There, It's all lies. <laughs> it's all lies. Like take it one day at a time. Like you owe yourself that grace. You just built a human being in your body and then birthed them out, whether it's vaginal or cesarean. Yeah. And now you have this new human being that you have to take care of, plus yourself, or if you're with a partner or not, and then people around you, friends around you, family around you. Yeah. Give yourself some grace to heal. If it if that's six to eight weeks, it did not take six to eight weeks. If it takes six to six months to three years give yourself some grace and that is fine 
Yeah. Give yourself some grace. And then also, if you need a mental health provider, see someone afterwards because postpartum is real. Mm -hmm. postpartum depression is real whether it's like the baby blues or just minor things or just having someone check in on you because now everyone you know your family means well your friends mean well but people they check up on you a little bit but that was all about this new human right yeah you need someone that's there for you that's like how are you doing today that is literally there for you like making sure your mental health is good because if you're good then the baby's good then your mm -hmm. psychology is good so mm -hmm. one day at a time give yourself grace and check in on your mental health I love it I love it that's so good because and I I'm guilty of that too like when someone has a baby you're quick to ask about the baby before you ask about the mom mm -hmm. and but somebody needs to be checking on you and if that has to be or needs to be a counselor, then definitely have a counselor on your birth team and postpartum team yeah. as well. Even if you feel like there aren't any issues, it doesn't hurt to just check in with someone once a month and just talk about you, like what's the great things you got going on, right? Mm -hmm. And if that feels good when someone's like just checking up on you and make sure you're doing good and then also holding you accountable to if you have any goals for the next month, they can also check in on you for the next month, like, what are these, what are the goals that you have for, did you meet any of that? Did you do this? Did you do that? Also still see how you and the baby are doing, but it's about you. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. If people, cause you do so much and you have so many services and people need all of these services. So how can people connect with you? So um, people can reach out to me directly on um, social media. So on all platforms, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, of course, and uh, Facebook, I'm Dr. Underscore Pelvic Bella. Um, or um, you can send me an email at info at copt, that's C-O-P-E-P-T dot com, or go to our website at copt, C-O-P-E-P-T dot com, and send me a message that way too as well. I love talking with people. Like I, I would say a lot of my patients, I also meet them on social media because they reach out to me with questions and they're like, I think I need to come in. I'm like, of course. And I also do virtual sessions too as well. So yeah, so that's amazing too as well. So like always feel free to reach out even if you have a question because a lot of times it's like that leads to other things for you. And it's like, oh no, you're okay. Just try this. And then you try that, you can always come back to me too as well, so. You're so amazing. Thank you for talking to our listeners today, Dr. Ijoma. This was so great. Thank you so much for having me. This is amazing, Jessica. I want you to keep this up because we need this. We need this. The more education we have, the better we are, right? Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Core 4 Momentum Podcast. We believe that the journey through womanhood is incredibly special, but also difficult. Know that you were never meant to walk your journey alone. If you are looking for a community of women to walk alongside you as we learn about our bodies and pelvic health needs from experts in the field of pelvic physical therapy, check out our private Facebook group, Core for Momentum. That's Core, the number four, Momentum. We would love to have you join our tribe of empowered women. And if you are a pre-PT student, student physical therapist, or entry-level clinician searching for online education and mentorship to become a pelvic health practitioner, check out the private Facebook group, Pelvic Health Kickstarters. 
be a part of the next generation of pelvic health clinicians who will change our world. Lastly, be sure to check back weekly for new episodes and subscribe. Until next time, stay empowered, ladies. Empowered women. Empower women.